Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Back to Basics. I am still Pastor Don, and I am joined by the magnificent Courtney, as usual. Everybody say hi to Courtney. We like her. She's amazing. All right. So today, uh, we've got a fair bit to talk about. Before we dive into it, I said this at the end of the last episode. I'm going to say it again. We are going to be talking about... Trigger warning, sexual assault. Yeah, trigger warning, sexual assault. Like we're going to be talking about one of the more violent sexual assaults in the early stages of the Bible. So this is, if this is something that is difficult for you to work with, uh, hold off to the next episode. Like this, this one may be a bit triggering for you. Uh, If if you feel you can hang on for this one, we're going to talk about it, Uh, and we'd love to have you with us. But I want you to be aware of that before we get into it, because the last thing I want is anybody having a panic attack about the Bible, because that ain't what this is for. Yeah. All right. So that said, we are going to be reading into Genesis chapter 34, uh, the heading, of course, being the rape of Dina, which is one of the big ones. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. We're going to go through the whole passage here. Uh, there are two real parts to this passage. We have the first section entitled, as I said, the rape of Dina, and the second part near the end where Dina's brothers avenge their sister. So we're going to have those two different stories, the latter being more of an addendum. So, get into it. Genesis chapter 34. Now, Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had bore to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the region. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Chvite, prince of the region, saw her, he seized her and lay with her by force. And his soul was drawn to Dina, daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this girl to be my wife. Now Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dina, but his sons were with his cattle in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him, just as the sons of Jacob came in from the field. When they heard of it, the men were indignant and very angry because he had committed an outrage in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing ought not to be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The heart of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him in marriage. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall live with us and the land shall be open to you. Live and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor with you, and whatever you say to me, I will give. Put the marriage present and gift it as high as you like, and I will give whatever you ask me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully, because he had defiled their sister Dina. They they said to them, We cannot do this thing, to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you that you will become as we are, and every male among you be circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters for ourselves, and we will live among you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son Shechem, and the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. He was the most honored of, of all his family. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These people are friendly with us. Let them live in the land and trade in it, for the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters in marriage, and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will they agree to live among us, to become one people, that every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. 
Will not their livestock, their property, and all their animals be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will live among us. And all who went out of the city gate heeded Hamor and his son Shechem, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. <laughs> you want you do you want me to continue or do you, or do you... I need to interrupt. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. They just easily convinced every like adult male. <laughs> All right. Get... We'll get into this more in a minute. You know, you know what? Let, let's stop here actually, and we'll we'll get to the avenging later. We'll we'll talk about this whole first section first. All right. Yeah, um, as as harsh as it is to say, it was the way of things at the time. Like mass conversions to religious ritual and practice, that's kind of how it was done. When the head of the city said, hey, everybody cut your dicks off, that's kind of what everybody did. Um, it was a thing. Like, okay, everybody, we worship this god now, and this god says, off with the foreskin. That That's just how it went. And that this is actually... As weird as it sounds, this is a consistent practice in community religions until well after the Middle Ages. Like the the concept of group conversions to a specific faith, religion, or practice existed for a long time, even up until the end. Like at the end of World War II, uh, the Emperor of Japan, Emperor Showa, even offered to convert the whole country to Christianity in that exact same way. Um, the only positive I'll ever give to MacArthur was the fact that he looked him dead in the eyes and said, now that has to be done voluntarily. We're not going for that. Um, but yeah, so that that particular aspect of it is weird as hell to us modernly, but was actually the way things were done for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Well, then it's not really a religion if it's forced on you. Like, again, I'm sorry. That's that, I'm of that opinion. Like, yeah, if I and I agree with you, like. If you're forcibly converted, yeah. that's not really faith. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you, but it also needs to be acknowledged that that is a modern perspective. Like the idea of voluntary faith versus faith as an aspect of culture that was forced on you by the people who lorded it over you. It's a relatively recent invention historically. Um, and so like this is one of those things where we when we read this happening in the bible and oh boy as we've noticed this happens a lot in the bible where everybody just kind of all does the thing uh that really was to, to borrow from the gem hadar the order of things for the day like it is what it is um and so that seems wildly unusual to us but it was totally normal totally normal in the period um you know yeah that's what it is. So before we then move on to the to the avenging, what else do we want to pick at from here? Obviously, there are some big things happening here. Um, you know, we have the, the the rape of Dina at the beginning and then the response of Hamor and Shechem to that uh, and the speed by which it happens, which is pretty interesting as well. Um, so what, what are your first takes on this before I start throwing stuff at it? What are, what are your takes? I'm I'm ready I'm ready to move ahead in the story. I just I had to I had I couldn't leave that hanging. I'm like <laughs> no no pun intended. Yeah. Well, you know, now, since we stopped there, actually I think it is good for us to look at this first this first chunk first. So we'll we'll get to the avenging right. in a minute. Um, I, I want to get to the avenging now. That's the best part of an exploitation flick, which is apparently in the Bible. Yeah. Well we'll save it for the end. It's the climax of the piece. All right. Okay. So, um, I've. <laughs> it's 
such a weird perspective to me like i'm going i'm going to we're not going to use soft language because the it, it's not really being used. no it's, it's not a soft appropriate here yeah. um yeah i'm gonna rape this woman mm-hmm. and then i'm going to develop like a you know obs- deep obsession like oh i have to have you now that i've had you the first thing I do did upon seeing you was like having you physically, and now it's like no, <clears throat> I have to keep this one. She's just so pretty. Like it, it, it's a weird vibe. Just gonna throw that out there. You know, it's a, it is a weird vibe. But let's remember who Shechem is. He's the daughter or the daughter. He's the son of the head of the city. Like this is pampered princey pants here. Like this is a guy who's been told his whole life that he gets whatever he wants. So this is this is your. This is Elon Musk Shechem to to Hamor the Emerald Miner. I mean, this is this is a this is a special type of guy here. So he sees this woman that he wants. His instinct immediately is to take, and that obsession he realizes doesn't disappear with the simple uh, one time taking. He wants to have her forever and forever. Now that is one way to look at it. Um. Another way to look at it, which is kind of the way I tend to look at it, is, oh, fuck, I need to do damage control. So I don't take his obsession as a legitimate issue. Because remember, this is something that a lot of people, particularly right-wing evangelical American Christians, tend to forget. Rape was a big fucking deal in those days, as it should be. Like, this... Such a thing... Such a thing ought not to be done. Yeah. Like, is a I'll, very polite way of saying we don't do that yeah. around here. Frankly, would want to live somewhere they did. Yeah, one from a moral and ethical standpoint. From a moral and ethical standpoint, rape is a big deal in the Bible. Always has been from the get go. It's a violation of consent. And how many fucking times have I told you guys God's big thing is consent? So there's that piece. Also, at the same time, women were considered property. So what we have here is a violation of religious consent and property laws at the same time. So from a legal standpoint, from a religious standpoint, from an ethical standpoint, Shechem is fucked six ways from Sunday here having done this thing. So like, even though, yeah, I don't, don't mistake this for me saying that women being property is a good thing. It's not. But according to the laws of the time, they were, and this was a violation of that and consent and religion like he hit the big three he hit all of them in one act of sexual assault here so when you look at his response to this i do like that it's not just that you know he ruined her property value or something yeah. like that's an aspect of I it mean, it's, a, it's an aspect of it sure but there but there that's are, not all of it yeah it's not all of it so that happens so when i see like i look at verse three and there's a part of me that wonders if that isn't an editorial edition and his soul was drawn to dean a daughter of jacob he loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her i look right at that and the editor and me calls bullshit like that had to be added later that does not mesh with anything around it textually um but i don't know that for sure so i'm gonna let it slide for the moment but when i read all of this my immediate instinct is shechem does this thing and then he goes right back to his dad and says Ah, shit, Pops, I did a thing. Uh, Get this girl to be my wife, otherwise we're in trouble. Because if she's my wife, all's good. Uh, Because, you know, marital rape isn't a thing. Um, So let's let's sort this thing out like yesterday. 
so that this doesn't become a legal problem for us or possibly a war. Um, which explains why, as it, like typically these kind of dowry and marital arrangements, they take time, right? Like we've seen this happen a few times where there's negotiations, there's sit down meetings, there's, you know, periods of service, at which point you get given the wrong woman and you can't tell the difference because you don't know what women look like, Jacob. Um, like all of these things are part of a longer process for buying a woman. Um, and Hamor and Shechem just rock up to Jacob in the middle of the damn day before his brothers are even back from the field. And they're just like, let's get this thing done right now. Like, we are so excited about this girl. We want to have her right at this exact second for reasons. Um, So this whole process seems to me is just like wildly suspicious. And I kind of imagine that Jacob's first reaction is like, really? Like, this is pretty cool and all, but like, this is a bit speedy. And then they try and they try and just uh the sons of Jacob then try and like trick yeah Look, touch him and then have, uh, he's I'm gonna have words about Jacob's sons later on like when we get into the whole Joseph story I'm gonna have words about those guys but in this moment realizing that their sister has been raped and their immediate reaction is you know if we play this right we can get them all to cut their dicks off like I kind of get it like I, I get where they're coming from. It's it's not it's not a bad move. Honestly, no, it's, not. It, it's honestly it's, not. But part of me thought, oh, that's a brilliant move because they're not all going to just cut the tips of their dicks off, mm-hmm. like grown fucking men, all of them at once, like with the technology of the time. Think about how everything that needed doing that the guys took care of would grind to a standstill. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm Think like about you can how much infection they'd have to deal like that many people all at once. Yes. Yeah. And you can almost see the gears turning in the in the 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 sons of Jacob's head like okay this is how this plays out. Either they say no that's too much we're not going to have everybody cut the tips of their dicks off. The marriage is off at which case we beat the fuck out of them. Um or they're all going to do it in which case they've all cut the tips of their dicks off and then we beat the fuck out of them. Which, spoiler alert, that's the one that happens. Can we please get to that part? Because, you know, like, I I have to admit at this point, if you if you're if you're watching this, you're will, willing to deal with the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I have, I I can't watch certain things happen in media. Uh, however, I have a, a certain love of exploitation films in which, like some woman is on like a revenge quest to just murder the people who raped her and it and it works every fucking time and it's so satisfying all right but well i don't think there's all that much left to get into with this part so we see like we see what the deceit's built in here we know what jacob and his sons are kind of working here and the the last bit i'm going to throw out here before we go into the 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 culmination of this great story uh is to say that at no point in this story did Jacob or any of his sons blame Dina. It was never her fault. And I want to be very clear about that because that is something today a lot of you white men need to see. Like in particular, you rich white men. Like y- y'all need to see that 
it wasn't her fault. She didn't do shit. And at no point in the story does Jacob or any of his sons say, well, I mean, Dina, you were out in the field by yourself. What did you think was never, never comes up and it shouldn't come up ever. Okay. That's, that's my rant here. Uh, so are we ready for the culmination of the story? Yep. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, verse 25 starts out exactly where you want it to start out. Dina's brothers avenge their sister from verse 25. On the third day, while they were still in pain, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers, took their swords and came against the city unawares and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dina out of Shechem's house and went away. And the other sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and in the field, all their wealth and their little ones and wives and all that was in the houses, they captured and made their prey. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me odious to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Pezzarites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my household. But they said, they said should our sister be treated like a prostitute? End of verse. Yeah. Now, this is why do I get the feeling it's going to be embarrassing later that I just cheered for the sons of Jacob? <laughs> well, I mean, the sons of Jacob are complicated. Like in this, and this is this is the uh, most story. of these characters seem to be interestingly enough. Yeah, it's it's like they're not the one-dimensional bullshit that evangelicals have been putting out there for years. Like these are complicated people. Like Jacob's brothers are mostly in the right here. And I'm going to say mostly because I'm kind of with Jacob here. They did overdo it a bit. Like, I'm sorry, Hamor and Shechem, I get. Murdering everyone in the city and stealing their children and their flocks and everything, like, wasn't it enough to cut off their dick tips? Like, the, these guys didn't actually do anything. Like, yeah. so... I'm with yeah, the, I'm kinda... the, the classy the classy move would have been to uh well except for then you you probably have their angry military coming after you and yeah I think the classy move men. the classy move would have been to to uh, allow for Jacob and his family to administer the circumcisions themselves because well it's it's our practice that's where I thought it was going it. I'm like oh my god this is going like full oops I slipped <laughs> like. That would have made a bit more sense. But this is, again, you know, to put on my best Abe Simpson voice, because it was the style at the time, uh, like killing every man, woman, and child pretty much was the appropriate response. This is why- well, Just every man and then taking every yeah. woman and child By and everything. Way, yeah. This is why when the Leviticus Code comes into it later, later on, like the Code of Laws post-Moses, this is why we get all that whole eye for an eye thing. Like when Jesus comes along later and says an eye for an eye, fuck no, like he's continuing a process where when an eye for an eye was instituted, it was meant because at the whole time, this was the, the way things were done was a whole goddamn city for an eye. Like, yeah. so like- Continuing, this continuing the- incredibly unbearably slow bend towards kindness yeah and i think it's really interesting that the passage ends on this interplay between jacob and his sons because they're both taking opposite positions like too far opposite like 
Jacob is saying, you guys went too far. This is going to have some severe political ramifications for me. Yeah, sure, fuck these guys. But like they were part of a larger nation here that we still have to deal with. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, the- I love their response though. Like, should our sister be treated like a prostitute? I like. I almost wish there was the line back from Jacob at the end that was a no, but <laughs> proportional response, guys. Like so, but there's that assumption, and that happens when two right-minded people are at conflict over methodology. Is they immediately go to assume extremes of each other. Like Jacob wasn't wrong, but neither were his sons. The sons went too far in one direction. Um, but that doesn't mean that they were wrong with their initial response of fuck these guys. So that's, and that's, that's how this story ends because after this, we go on to Jacob's return to Bethel, the birth of Benjamin, the death of Rachel, the death of Isaac. And then we are on to Esau's descendants and the beginning of the Joseph story. So like, that this is all we really get about Dina in this story here. Um, and look, I, I am a brother of sisters. And in moments like this, I have been known to have similar reactions. Um, I, I won't give details, but at one point in my life, I did have a life-size buster sword and did show up at some young man's house with it once to prove a point. Um, you know, stuff happens. I get it. Um, but like, there's also the fact that there is what's called an over. Did you legit show up at someone's house with a with a buster sword? I will neither confirm nor deny that story. Friggin' weirdo. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Come on. Um, but yeah, so like there is an overreaction that happens here, and that has to be acknowledged as well. Proportional response, like that we'll get to this if we eventually ever make it as far as Ecclesiastes. You know, there is a time for everything and a season and a purpose for all things under heaven. Like there is a time to respond with force, and this was Jesus that flip time. tables. Yeah, this was flip. Like, tables. It, I know right. it's like the Christian, the Jesus flipping tables is like a Christian meme, but like no, Jesus did flip tables though. Meaning there was for a time. A purpose. There was a time for physical demonstration of rage. Yeah, and you'll notice without going into exegeting the New Testament, you'll notice that Jesus flipped the tables in the temple one time. He went into the temple all the time, and those tables were always there. There was a time, and that was the time. Not other times, that time. Like, So there is a time and a place and a purpose for everything. And in this case, I'm sorry to say it, this was a time for violence. Like That needed to happen. Now, do you draw the line at dick tips? Do you draw the line at Hamor and Shechem? Do you... The dick tips thing was poetic as hell. I know, I loved it. Like it's it's a it is a weird kind of religious weaponization. Like I'm not about weaponizing religion, obviously, but it was kind of interesting how they did it here. It's like I'm not for that, but also I kind of get that. It's very poetic. I, like credit where it's due. Well done. Like and using that as a tactic was a bit of a tactical masterstroke. Like I, I got to give it to him. Um. Yeah. So there we have it. Like, not everybody's 100% in the right here. The Like, the only person who did nothing wrong here was Dina, and the Bible's pretty clear about that. Like, she's the only one in this story that did absolutely nothing wrong. Jacob didn't react strongly enough. The boys reacted too strongly. Uh, and Hamor and Shechem are just assholes. So Dina existed 
and got raped for it. Yep. And and I can't stress this enough. The Bible at no point puts anything on her for that. Like there is It doesn't no- even make a point of being like she was excessively beautiful and yeah. like like none of that. None of that anywhere. Like there's no that's, comments that's about That's actually her- impressive because I feel like that's always part of the narrative when mm-hmm. it's like oh there's something sexually untoward going on but we got to point out how how super super pretty this woman was so you understand that you get more why that has happened like yeah oh. there was absolutely no victim blaming in this which i absolutely love and like when we go back to it like i have heard this story told by right wingers and evangelicals before who will wax poetic on the beauty of dina and stuff like that like it's not fucking here Mm-mm. like this has nothing to do with Dina and everything to do with Shechen. Yeah. As rape and sexual assault tends to be. It's got nothing to do with the woman. It's a display of power, a display of possessiveness. I want so I can have. You know, this is, you know, Shechem Musk here doing his thing. You know, he feels that he should have it, so he tries to take it. End of story. Like, Dina has no part in that, other than to be an object in his uh, overall mental narrative (laughs) remind me to tell you about how uh there's an elon musk parody character in one of my kids favorite shows looking forward to that um so i think we've kind of gotten front to back on this one is there anything else you want to tear into before we call it for today uh no i'm just like they they went over the top with it but it still was kind of like yeah like like, it's one of those where like know. you're you're cheering for them you're cheering for them and then you're like okay guys gotta stop a minute like you did it already okay 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 All right. whatever we're done like they, they shouldn't have gone as far as they did but also they should have at least gone somewhere with that and they did yeah so you know anyway it's, it's complicated there's no total right or total wrong here with the exception of dina who did nothing wrong yep and i, I will continue to stress that one until the day this episode ends <laughs> so if there's nothing else to tear into uh thank you all for sticking with us to the end as usual yes. join us on discord man we are talking about this shit left and right uh usually with spoiler covers or trigger warnings on stuff that's kind of like this but we also have an nsfw channel for some of the more detailed conversations about this sort of stuff that is uh less communally appropriate we've got space to talk about this sort of stuff is what i'm saying yeah if there's some and if there's like if you come to our community and there's something that you really want to talk about in a like christian space and i even hesitate to call it that because like you don't have to be christian to come and hang out in the unfinished discord like just we just want to talk about stuff and we we want to like the the only variety of evangelism that i've ever been interested really interested in is just putting out there like hey this is this is me i do this stuff mm-hmm. if, if that seems like something that you know would you like to know more yeah. um to well, the, thing, the thing is well, we, yeah the thing is well well we are like we're a legit church we're, we're a church plant under the reverend classes in new brunswick reformed church in america like we're actually a thing we have like if you are a christian and want to become a member that's a thing we can do but you don't have to be to come in the doors, like to be part yeah. of the conversation, to be part of our of our larger community. You don't have to be. Like, if you want to be, this is the place to do it. But you don't have to be. And we. So want- yeah, if you come, if you come to hang out with us and you want to talk about anything at all that yeah. we don't have a channel for, like I, 
talk to me or just mention it and tag me in uh we, in we have a, a a geekery channel which has been i think 24 7 spider-man for the last like week and a half it's been <laughs> um i'm not even a spider-man fan myself like i was trying to get the star trek combo up and nobody would buy it i swear i'm the only star trek fan there it makes me sad so if you're a star trek fan come join us i need someone to talk to um otherwise um we got events popping off we got our monthly worship that's coming up here first sunday of every month although i will say and i'm going to put this out here this is the first place i've announced it we will not be having a monthly worship in august due to the fact that i need a freaking vacation and we'll be taking a freaking vacation for the first couple of weeks of august so sorry um other than that we have a uh, worship service at the beginning of every month we have our bible study at the end of every month that's happening too um and we've got all these videos coming out we got stuff going on the discord we're going to be popping off some new events coming soon that i really would love to have you guys join us there's a lot happening uh and if you're in japan by the way oh my god come come please because we would love to have our on the ground folks uh start to talk more too so in the meantime if nothing else uh courtney has a loving and compassionate request for you and i'm th i think she would like to ask you to like share and subscribe please yeah, that really does. Honestly, that really does help. The more eyes this stuff gets in front of, the more people can get to know us, the more our community can expand, and the more we can bring you this wonderful, engaging commentary where we yell at the Bible for like half an hour or 40 minutes. Um, you know, old man yells at book, I guess. I don't I don't know my memes. Anyway, we're gonna call it for this week, and I want you guys to have a wonderful and blessed week, and we will catch you in the next episode. Take care. Oh, and all. please meme us. We love it. Oh, yes. I love meme. Meme us and then show us in the Discord during the comments. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.